Explore, communicate, overcome choicefulness. Welcome to Ecomomics. Our podcast explores new ideas and communicates them to busy people like you to overcome choicefulness. This podcast reflects our opinions and is merely for entertainment and informational purposes. It is not a substitute for investment advice, legal advice, or other professional advice, nor is it a recommendation of any securities. Unless otherwise disclosed in this episode, we have no material relationships with any of the companies mentioned, and any use of their trademarks is purely descriptive. Should you decide to act upon any information provided by Ecomomics, you do so at your own risk. Hi, welcome back to Ecomomics. This is Megan. And this is Echo. In this Women's History Month episode, we're exploring Hedy Lamar. I hadn't heard of her before until Echo let me know that she existed. <laughs> and and it was, she was very interesting to learn about. But her name is spelled H-E-D-Y. And her last name's L-A-M-A-R-R. Yes. So we uh, watched a documentary on Hetty and did a little extra research. And we're going to talk about what we learned and found interesting. Uh, we watched separately. So this is the chance where we get the uh, opportunity to share what we liked about her, uh, what we learned. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting, too, coming from Miss Megan's point of view, um, having not heard of her before, what are her impressions? So that's going to be really cool. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about Hedy Lamar, there is a lot of material out there on her. So we'll just start with the basics. Um, she was born Hedwig Eva Maria Kiesler in Vienna, Austria in 1914. And she was an actress, um, came to America, and then also a little known fun fact, well, probably getting more known these days, but she was also an inventor. So that's why we've chosen to call today's episode Steamy Woman, Hedy Lamar. So, Megan, let's just kick off this discussion, and, and uh, I want to get your initial um, impression. Yeah, so I thought she was a very, very interesting person. So I think just remembering the time that she was born and what women were allowed to do and not allowed to do, she seemed like she was quite a daredevil from the beginning. Um, and she grew up in, I think, a very um, privileged atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, she was going to the opera and, you know, um, I think she, she partook in a lot of different, um, you know, high society events and things like that. So I think she she was well off mm -hmm. and she had a lot of opportunities. And it's, it's interesting to me that she found an interest in theater <laughs> and kind of ended up pursuing that. Um so I thought that was interesting because I would love to look back at that time frame and see, you know, here's the five options you have. Yes. You know, you can be an actress, you can be a nurse, you can be a teacher. What else can you be? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. So it was kind of interesting that, that that's what she kind of chose from an early age was starting to be um, an actress. Yeah. 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 She was always tinkering, even, you know, on set during these productions she had her own little chem lab or you know she was running experiments on her breaks between you know um sets so I thought that was really interesting yes I did I thought it was interesting too so so basically she appeared in a bunch of films and things in Europe and then she came over to the United States so she actually spent the majority of her life in the United States 
And I think it was in the late 1930s that she moved over to the U.S. or mid, mid to late mm-hmm. and started appearing in movies here. Um, yeah. And I, I think it was just very interesting that she was able to fit in so many films, like something like 30 around there mm-hmm. um, in about the same number of years. So she had to have been pretty busy. Um, and, and I just learned a little bit about the film industry and like women in that time frame that it was so much harder for them to do what they were doing because they had to arrive at on set so much earlier than their male counterparts to get their Mm. hair and makeup done and, you know, all the things that go along with that. And for her having multiple marriages throughout her life and, um, different children, you know, that she, she had a lot going on to be doing the, being an actress by day, inventor by night, plus a mother, you know, that, yeah, she had to be very busy. So that leads me to believe that she didn't like sitting still. So. Yes. Yes. And I want to just kind of circle back to one fine point about when she did leave Austria and why she left Austria. So at that time, World War II was sparking up. And of course, the Nazis were there. And her husband at the time was involved. uh, He was a munitions dealer involved with the Nazis. And um, for whatever reason, after they were married for a period of I don't know how long, but she she drugged her maid. She sewed her jewels into her coat. She put on the maid's costume and rode away on a bicycle to escape her husband. (laughs) Yeah. And and went to Paris and then on to London and then eventually on to America. Um, So I think that's really interesting um, as well. Yes. Yes. She does sound like a, like a very brave woman. Yeah. So it was just really interesting to see like the tension between wanting to do whatever she wanted and not listening to anyone, but then also needing to live in the world and the time that she was dealt. So so I thought that that was a really interesting part that I think um, I, I I think from the things that I've read and what we watched was that she was a very complex person. So like no yes. one really knew her or who she was because everybody saw bits and pieces and different bits and pieces. And, you know, maybe she was fluid. Maybe she, you know, never was one thing. She was very amorphous. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. And one of the things that um, to, to pick up on your point about women in in the industry, um, film industry back then, they were often under contract um, to one studio and they would be under contract for I think it was sometimes seven years at a time. So you couldn't make movies wherever you could only make the movies that your production house was making and you'd be basically selected from a stable of women they'd call them and so you may not even get the part you want you may just get told you're making this movie so it was a very um confining and constrictive environment i think for for the ladies and the men i think the men were under some of that same pressure but the part that I want to talk about which is pretty exciting to me is um, her patent on frequency hopping and I want to get your opinion because patents are right up your professional alley yes I thought that was really interesting um, that she she was an inventor inventor and tinkerer from an early age and would just have different ideas like pop into her head about totally different things and I think she it sounds like she was very good at like connecting the dots. So she would take something in one industry or in one place, she'd see like a toaster in the kitchen and then she could like take it into like, you know, a piece of farm equipment or something like that, you know, like that's just (laughs) an example, but I think is 
I think the most notable thing that she received a patent for was um, this frequency hopping that Echo mentioned um, for guiding like torpedoes um, for the Navy. She was trying to solve their problems for, you know, being able to guide those torpedoes. So she, I think was, um, I don't know exactly how she came up with the idea, but at one point she was partnering with uh, a music composer and, and they kind of looked at like the insides and inner workings of like a piano, a player piano and how you program that to play. Yeah. And then how you can use the frequencies um, to create more like private communications and things like that and get yeah. them on the same wavelength. And, and that I thought was very interesting. And, and the remote control, yes. there was a remote control that came about during that time, which was kind of, I think the inspiration yeah. for it. Um, but it was very simple to her when she's like, okay, all the torpedoes are getting jammed because the, whatever frequency they're on, the frequency can get discovered and then get jammed and the torpedoes don't go to where they're meant to go. She said, why not just change the frequency? So that's the whole, you know, thing about the frequency hopping is that it never is consistently on one frequency and should guide the torpedo to where it needs to go. So uh, side little tip thing, um, the little uh, soda tablet that she invented. I thought that was really funny. Um, so I encourage people to look into that. It didn't turn out how she expected it to, but it's really neat that she got to try that and the inspiration behind that. Yes. So Yeah, it is really interesting. I think sometimes like failed inventions are almost just as fun just to see like, well, why didn't it work? And, you know, well, I didn't think about that, you know, well, which I'm sure she could have, you know, found something to correct for all the different water, water types across the U S or whatever, but right. it was very interesting. Yeah. So um, that's it for today. Remember that we want to build a podcast and a community that reflects what our audience wants to learn. So please engage with us on social media at Ecomomics. Thanks for joining us today, Ecomomics listener. Please stay tuned for the next episode and let us know how you plan to celebrate the rest of Women's History Month. Explore, communicate, overcome choicefulness.